Hello again, Pastor Deborah here. And this is another class or course in the basic area of learning how to help people the Lord's way. And this basic class is in the King's International Spiritual Care University. And I want to welcome you and to be a part of this class and join in with all the other millions, billions of other precious people who come both while I am videotaping this and when they watch it online. This class is in the basic courses called Ancient History. I believe we've had three classes in that. The last one was entitled Ancient Light. And we talked about that in order to help people from a new perspective, which is really ancient, you had to have some ancient light brought into your system. Excuse me just a minute. I am getting a word from, from my ushers that there are many, many people just now getting here. They don't, I do sort of publicize when I'm going to um, record. I did last night on the phone. So some of them takes a little while to remember and get here. Yes, okay, they're taking their seats. This is going to be a very interesting one, but a very ancient one. So the title of this course, I believe it's video four in ancient history, is called Basic Ancient Darkness. And what do I mean by the word darkness? In the Hebrew Bible and throughout many old texts and many ancient writings on clay tablets. Darkness meant ignorance, chaos, confusion, lack of order, uh, not knowing something, being ignorant of having certain knowledge. And it was sort of known that those people who had this secret ancient knowledge this light they were the rulers but in order to help people you have to look at the light the truth words things that you'll be reading about in many different books and the other side the darkness now the word darkness is defined as ignorance lack of light something that's obscure now, we know from nature there are animals who thrive and their eyes and their ears, they were actually created to live in darkness, absent of light out in the world. And they're able to see, even when it's dark, because their eyes were created, to have some type of sensory input that could see heat, from a living creature, could maneuver through woods in darkness. And a lot of us have a lot of strange thoughts and beliefs about the darkness. 
And we become afraid of the darkness because we can't see as well with our earthly eyes. And we are ignorant of what's out there and how to maneuver it. So the ancient darkness we need to discuss. Now I want to bring to you, it is, is it a who? Is there somebody that's the source of this ancient ignorance? What is it? How does it relate to our system of spirit and soul and physical body? How does helping people step into that world, which is what I had to do? I had to learn about darkness and ignorance, how it comes into a system how it rules the system through many different ways. But right now, we're going to just sort of look at the source. If it means ignorance, chaos, confusion, what is the source of that? Is that just something that naturally occurs and that there's no order? What? How did it come about in our hearts and in our minds if that is where darkness lies? If ignorance is a lack of something, is it a lack of knowledge? Well, many people are very smart. They got us to the moon. They're in the space station. They understand the atoms. They understand the... Is that the kind of knowledge? Reading, writing, arithmetic? Cooking, mechanical, is that the kind of knowledge that we are ignorant or in the darkness about? Doesn't seem like it. Seems like we got some very smart people know how to fix things, put things together. They create things. They get us places. They're always inventing. They're always using their imagination. Is that the knowledge that we are ignorant of? What about uh, knowledge about what causes sicknesses and diseases, mental health problems, why people are corrupt, why people do crimes, why people do drugs, why people sell sex and children, why there's wars? <coughs> Excuse me. Are we ignorant about that? Do we know what causes them? Does our mind sit in darkness and ignorance about the real sources and causes? What about inside here? What causes somebody to feel depressed, want to kill themselves, hear voices, schizophrenia, have mental health issues, choose to uh, use drugs to dull their pain? Are we ignorant about the reasons? Are those people have darkness in them, ignorance, like a knowledge about how to solve their problems? Is that what it means? When did darkness come to planet Earth? How did it get here? How did it get in us? How does it rule us, this ignorance? Well, let's go back. Let's go back to some ancient days. In the Hebrews Bible, we heard about some higher power, a God, 
that he started creating. If you go to the website, Agape Love, Love is Here, go to Storytime. You'll start reading about this one who had everything inside of him. He wants to bring it out. He wants to have a family. He wants friends. He wants to see life. He's got it all inside. And he has to breathe it out and bring forth life. But he had a lot of thinking to do, organizing to do. And he also had some foresight that he knew when he did that, some things were going to happen. And darkness was going to enter in and perversion and death was going to come into his beautiful created creations. So darkness was known. Is darkness death? Is it confusion? Some people who can't read and write, are they living in darkness? But we'll run into some of them and they are wise beyond their years. They seem to have a different kind of knowledge than reading and writing. So until you can learn what darkness is, come and compare it to light and learn the words, the kingdom that it, this darkness rules in, I want you to go back and watch again several movies. One, Helen Keller. Just bought a book on her. She had wasn't born normal and then she got a fever. And when she the fever was over with she could not see and she could not hear. She was about six months old. And so therefore her brain got shut off from the five senses. So the brain lived in darkness. It could not grow and develop. It could not see anything. It could not hear anything. The world was silent and dark. And the brain didn't develop, so she couldn't talk. She couldn't speak. She still had her touch. She was healthy in every other way, but her brain lived in darkness. And it took a teacher, took time, persistence, discipline, not pitying the person, demanding them to see and hear, believing that in her brain, if I keep at it, the brain will click on turn on, come awake again, get moving, it's been in park, and it's going to start firing up the neutrons, the, all the neurons, the electrical chemical, and it will begin doing what the brain was supposed to do, learn. Now, because she could not see, she could not use her visuals. She could not hear, so hearing could not help her, but she had hands. And what they did with those who were blind, they used braille, which were little dots. They used hands. I'll talk to you with my fingers, and I'll teach you. Helen learned. Her brain, she came out of the darkness and, back and into the light. She was able to learn. She went to college. She learned German. She was from Alabama right after the Civil War. Her father had been a colonel in the Civil War. She went to college with her teacher. 
She graduated, she became a worldwide public speaker, even though she was blind and deaf. She learned to speak sort of the best she could to the, the sounds, even though she had none. She lived in a world of darkness, but it took a teacher believing that there was something in there. And if I can reach it, speak to it, even if I have to speak with my hands, have her hands touch dolls, spell the doll to her, have her eat a piece of cake, spell cake to her, over and over and over and over, repetition, repetition. She wouldn't allow, Annie, the teacher, wouldn't allow the pity of the parents to stand between this child and getting out of the darkness. Once it clicks and you go, I want to learn. What's this? What's that? You become like Neo. Neo was born into, now Helen wasn't. Something happened to her that caused her to go into darkness. And knowledge and light could not come in. It was out there in the world for Helen to find, but she didn't know it. Some of us are like that. Some of us are like Neo. We are, most of us are born into darkness. We're born into families, into this world system of darkness. And it presents to us through our eyes, ears, touch, circumstance, just like Neo. We're plugged into a program. And we believe whatever our family, our culture, our faith, our community, our generations, our country. We believe whatever they tell us is true and who I am and who you are. And we have to go through like Neo. There has to be a Morpheus in your life. There has to be a teacher named like Annie that loves you and will be with you and help you to light that fire again. You need a Morpheus and a Trinity that believes in you, that will come to you in the spirit, in your dreams, over and over, and they'll talk to you. But you won't know. Maybe an angel will come. Maybe somebody, a Casper, somebody somewhere will just speak some words to you and start a process. Look at Neo. He had to take a red pill so they could locate him. The people that are trying to help you come out of the darkness and come into the light with new knowledge and concept, most of us have come out ourselves like Morpheus and Trinity. And we were born in icky families. I had them. We were born into systems and states and countries and faiths and culture and our sex and we don't know nothing from nothing we all got it darkness ruled our life we didn't know who we were in here we didn't know nothing about it nothing about the spiritual part of us we just believed hey we believed there was a real santa claus and he came down chimneys, but maybe you don't have a chimney. We believe in the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy. But we were them. 
We were liars. We lived in a land of darkness where marketing and people told us who we were. Watch Neil's movie. Watch his struggle to realize when Morpheus quietly talks with him. He says, Neil, this matrix, this darkness that, that you don't know any, it's all around you. Because he was living in the matrix. This world of darkness down here on planet Earth is all around us. Everywhere you go. Then if you start moving in the spiritual realm, there is a kingdom of darkness in that realm also. And it's powerful. And there's a kingdom of light, and it's powerful. And these two, we'll say, are like good and evil, like the yin-yang, black and white, polar opposites, and they are fighting. They are working to reach your spirit, your soul and its mind to rule it and reign it from their perspective. So you're either ruled by darkness and ignorance and lies and that source and the world in your soul and your hidden man and your spirit if you're still connected and haven't had a Hebrews 4.12. That's what rules you. If you happen to be moving in the spirit, in the occult with forces, ancestors, you probably working with some dark stuff that appears and makes itself look like light. Because they don't really want you to know what they really are. So we have this going on around us in the world and in the spiritual realm. Uh, yes, you have a question? You mean when you do the psychic and you do tarot cards and you tell somebody's fortune and you do seances, you want to know if you are connected to the dark stuff? Yes, you are. No, they don't appear to be dark to you. They appear very what? Pleasant, friendly, helpful, yes. Well, how come they know so much stuff? They have watchers. They've been watching us for our whole humanity since the beginning. They're very smart things. And they want to connect with you spiritually. Because really, spiritually, sweetie, you're supposed to be connected that way. But to the source of light. So they will appear to you to be light. So you will be deceived and think that they are from the good side. And they know a lot. How can you know if they're of the darkness? There's a test. When you hear them or you see them, ask them this question. What Lord and King do you serve, ancestor? force. If you ask them their name, they'll give you some name. It doesn't mean anything. You ask them what Lord and King they serve. Because in the ancient Hebrews, they tell us, excuse me, I'm talking to somebody right now. Just listen. You'll learn. We're not to believe every spirit. Because there's good ones 
friendly ones and there's some bad stuff that will fake it and they want to you to believe they're good and they're helpers of you but their job is to turn you away from this spiritual connection to the light so you actually are connected to the dark but you don't know that yeah they've been lying to you how did that happen usually through family generational lines you probably had a family uh, member that worked in that field maybe you were born with these uh, connections so what you ask them is what king and lord do you serve and they might say well the god of this world and you go who's that because there is a god of this earthly world there's a god of the darkness a king of the darkness and a lord that means owner he claims the darkness he says it's mine it's my kingdom you want to see if they these creatures or things or voices or forces will say to you I serve this one called the son of the living God of the light of the kingdom of light the creator of all things who went to a cross his name was Christ Jesus and he died went to hell rose up from the grave got back resurrected as now is glorified and sitting on the right hand of this father this God of all living this God of the kingdom of heaven if they are creatures maybe angels uh, from that realm or even like if I come to you in the spirit excuse me I'm talking to them what will happen is you ask me that question you don't believe what I tell you in the spirit if you're having dreams you check these things out and if they cannot pass that test that spiritual test then don't believe them don't talk to them disconnect from them. and if you don't know how to disconnect we'll talk about that later but that's how you have to check the spirits out they can be from the kingdom of darkness but appearing to you as a kingdom of light helper how many of us know that some things look real good like a piece of chocolate cake it tastes so good it looks so yummy to my eyes my stomach love it and so we eat it and we gain 50 pounds okay some things that are bad for us that are darkness they can appear as light and they ensnare us in our ignorance so go watch the movie again the matrix trilogy study the first one neo you might call it a spiritual awakening you might call it being reborn and then the process he goes through the sadness the depression when he learns that what he thought was real his whole life was a lie none of it was true and he had fear up here and he had doubt in his heart and unbelief and he had to understand what was going on and it took time and loving people so when you want to come out of the darkness out of ignorance of spiritual things and you want to look at the world through spiritual eyes and you want to look at the world to help people from a spiritual viewpoint you have to be able to challenge what you see 
Is that darkness or light? Could the darkness be masquerading? All of us love Halloween, we masquerade. The real person is behind a costume. Mardi Gras, other things, we put masks on. That's what darkness does. It hides behind mask. It hides behind multiple personalities. It hides behind light. It hides behind helping people. It hides behind anything it can use to trick you, deceive you, blind you, that that way is light and truth. So I had to study that. And remember my book that we started with. Let me see if I got it. There it is. <clears throat> started here. <clears throat> I had to start studying strong men. I just did some uh, ministry with a lady. She had been a sexual assault victim as a child. She's now probably in her 50s or 60s, still um, being a victim. And she said she got some things sort of cast out, but she wasn't any better. And I had to explain to her, well, if you're not going after this source of light, filling back up this house, praise and worship and light and truth and knowledge, being supervised, being practicing it. The, th the word says they're coming back seven times stronger. They'll knock on the door, nothing's there, they'll come on in because there's nothing to resist them. But she didn't want to go to, she just wanted to do phone counseling. And let me tell you, I'm a tough cookie. If you want help with anything, there's a lot of helpers out here. There's a lot of programs, a lot of stuff. You just got to want it bad enough. You got to make some effort. And I don't put up with a lot of, well, it's too hard. I don't have transportation. Watch it online. I don't like to read. It's online. Get on YouTube. Watch a church live stream. And I used to do that from the Bahamas. All these books that we have, there's audio books. They're all recorded. There's no excuse. We have tons of support groups online, on Facebook. There's plenty of helpers. There's telemedicine. There's no excuse. Except people don't want to really be healed. My brother was one. He wanted to be sick because he was blaming his mom and his dad and he was going to get revenge on them. It was never his fault. It was their fault. So he didn't need to go to counseling. And until and I tell a lot of people the story, I prayed for my brother that this loving God of the light would heal him. He had, he had two beautiful children he needed to work. He was only in his 40s. He needed to be a good father. And I knew there was healing. And I knew there were counselors and psychiatrists and support groups. And he could live on his own instead of living with us for six years. And working in a sheltered workshop. But he had to do the work. So I asked him, I asked God, would he please heal him? And here's what my answer was. I want to heal him. I have the power, God, this higher power, the, the source of the light, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of light. I have the power to heal him. And my heart breaks and I want to heal him. But he does not want healing. 
he wants to stay the way he is. And he said, I will not violate his free will. If I do, then it's a, I'm raping him, forcing my healing against his free will on him. Even though I want to do it, it's good for him. It would, and I won't even force healing on anybody. I won't force my truth on anybody. So until you're looking and you become a searcher of truth and light and even the darkness, it's out here, it's in stories, it's in people's lives, it's in movies, it's in songs. You are just of the multitude. You just want to be entertained. It's there. That's why I can open up the matrix to you. And any movie, any fairy tale, any fable, the hidden spiritual revelations of darkness are there and light. So God said, I will not heal your brother. So I never prayed for him again. He never got it. And I asked him then later on, I said, you know, you're taking medication for your bipolar and your uh, borderline personality. And you're doing okay? You're, yeah, yeah. And you're working, you're going, working this grocery store? Yeah. Well, how come you, you still can't go to work 40 hours a week in a regular job, have your own apartment, and take care of your kids? And here's what he said. You're messing with my mind. Yes, I was. So I lived with a person, very demonic. I had to go to my laundry room a lot. Bind that stuff up. Because it would attack me, take over my kitchen, the house. It was negative. You could feel it. It was darkness. It was ugly. We eventually had to kick him out after six years. Because people get stagnated. He was sent in to attack me and my son and family. So I've dealt with this stuff. So in the Strongman book, I started seeing some things of darkness. I had to learn their world they lived in. Their kingdom. I had to learn about the power of words that they used. And I had to learn about this spiritual stuff going on that I couldn't see. And I had to learn about their connections. Well, where did this kingdom of darkness get started? One guy. That's it. Came out of one heart. If you know the story, and you hear it a lot in many cultures, about creation. That some creator, something up here, created earth. You hear many different stories how it happened. Well, there was one guy, one of the archangels. His name was Lucifer, which meant bearer of light. What Lucifer did was his job was to cover with his wings, protect the throne of God, the presence and the glory of God from anything that was rebellious, in sin, was evil, treacherous. He was to protect it. Sort of like maybe a bug zapper or something, you know? All right. Uh, a strategic air defense missile or something. That was his job. 
Now, he had one-third of all of these myriad of angels under him. He was also a, he was created with full wisdom of God, poof, fully formed like adult, full knowledge, beautiful stones and pearls. So here's how it worked. We'll just take a prism. This light, this voice of this source of light, right through into Lucifer. Out comes the rays, the light, the sounds. Just glorious, glorious, glorious. Shining out through the stones. And this light would speak to Lucifer, give him commands, give him orders. He knew the rules. He had his place. He was with Gabriel and Michael, the three cherubim, powerful. And Lucifer actually meant the son of the morning. Well, what happened, I guess, over a long time, don't know how long, that kingdom existed. And this light that was coming into him from the source of light was so bright, so brilliant, so beautiful, so glorious, so sounds could, you know, orchestras would play through him, music and words would just shine out. And he started then looking at himself. Ooh, oh, look at me. I am so bright and so brilliant. What am I doing if I'm this beautiful and have this much power? What am I doing down here with these other two guys, Michael and Gabriel? I should be up there ruling all this stuff. And it says in the ancient text of the Hebrew Bible, the light, this glorious power and authority of light blinded him. His heart started changing. He went from a servant to something coveting, lusting, desiring something that was not his, the high throne. He started plotting and planning a coup. We see that in a lot of countries. Overthrow of this God. I don't know what he was going to do with him, but he was planning to do it. He's just thinking. He's talking to his sub... Okay, we've seen it on ships. Mutiny on the bounty. Because you got a bad captain. We see it in governments. We see the military overpower corrupt people. So... This Lucifer wasn't happy anymore. He got blinded by his light and glory. He forgot it wasn't his. He was a receiver of the light. And he was shooting it out. Okay? But he was not the light that came from the Father of Lights. So in that process of changing, his heart became infected perverted, started filling with evil and coveting, lusting. A fire started burning that wouldn't go out. A desire not to be happy and content where he was created to be. He was not the image and the likeness of this God. He was a servant, a minister, a helper. Boy, but he is pretty. 
He had power and he had his own little one-third of the guys. Something happened in here. Darkness set in. He became ignorant. Even though he had full knowledge, it's like this infection, this disease, this cancer started growing in his heart and mind. It started covering up the truth, hiding it from him. What he really was, what he was to do, and he became perverted. And he couldn't put the fires out, this desires and uncontrollable desire and lust to be up there. That's not where he was created to be. So darkness blinded him, set up. And from the darkness then, he couldn't see correctly. Everything became perverted. And of course he's having thoughts, talking to his, and this big guy up there heard him and said, no, you know the rules. That's treason, that's sin, that's rebellion, that's mutiny. No, out of here, down to earth. Now I believe when that happened, the dinosaurs had been going on earth because this creature had seen it being created. There was no humans, I believe, that we know it at that time with the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs and the land, the plants and stuff would create the oil and the gases for us now. And I think when he fell and he took one-third his tail, it says, brushed that one-third of those creatures that were working for him, they all came to planet Earth. And I think it was so much power and evil and darkness came down like a lightning bolt. Just like we see right now in California, the fires. And comets came and it destroyed the environment that the dinosaurs had and ex an extinction came. But at the same time, God used this to bring us the oil and the plants to bring humanity and rebuild it out of this. But this dude was sent down here. So he became the king of darkness. The king of, he was became the adversary of light, of truth, of beauty, of everything this high God was. This guy who was a cherubim, which means flaming, brilliant, bright angel, became one of darkness. Now he still has power, but it's all perverted. He still has a mind, it's all twisted. It's full of hate and jealousy, just a bad dude, okay? So he gets down here. And the story goes that in the ancient darkness, <clears throat> he had to wait, okay, he's down here, and dinosaurs are gone, there ain't much, <laughs> little mammals, I think. And he has to wait. And he sees in himself for a long time. And eventually humanity comes. And here's what happens. This creature, whose name had gone from Lucifer, son of the morning, to Satan, adversary of God. He was hanging around down here. And he heard this God spiritually because he could still go back up Talk to this God. He wasn't permanently banned yet. Hadn't quite been defeated yet. But he was out of that place. Out of his job. I don't know who took his place. But I'm sure somebody did. So now you got two cherubim. Gabriel and Michael. And all their angels up. 
serving this God faithfully. Now, they all had to choose themselves. Free will, even with the angels. Okay? So one-third's down here. And some people say they're sort of in between us and the high kingdom of light, and there's layers, and some are down here, and some are in between. They're just here. So they heard this God say, I want to have a family. I want some kids. I'm lonely. I want to have children. And I, so I'm going to make a new species. Now I've created all these angels and all these weird creatures and horses and a lot of animals and all stuff. I want a family. And I want this family to be able to rule down on this earth down here. And I want to be proud of them. So he said to himself and the other part of him, which is a female part, agape love, the mama, said, let us make this spiritual being in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion and authority, just like we do, in the spirit realm, in the unseen, down here. And let us call them man. We'll bless them, the spiritual being. They'll have our, our spirit within them with the power connected. But they're sort of in a distant land from heaven. Okay? But that's not really their home. They're to go down there and probably kick butt and manage this dude named Satan. Okay? That, I'm thinking that's what the big father... But they're babies. He didn't create us humans like he did the angels. With full knowledge, fully mature, full adult. We had maybe an adult body, the first one, Adam. But we had to learn how to walk and talk. We had to, Adam had to learn how to work. He had to name animals. He had to take instructions. He was told, you can eat from any tree in this garden I've created for you. But that one that's in the center, there's just, now there were two. There was a tree of life and a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, this little guy didn't know the difference. I don't know if there was fruit, apples, or what. He's told, you can eat from tree of life. But don't eat from that one. Tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you do, you will surely die. Well, this creature, what does that mean? We don't know. He's a baby. My adult is six month old. Don't do that. You'll die. Do you think he knows what die means? No. But death was there now on planet Earth. It was waiting. It was powerless, but it was waiting for disobedience. Rebellion, sin to occur to that command. It was there. It was not in the garden yet. It was not on planet Earth. <clears throat> the garden was sort of out in the open. This uh, adversary, this darkness, could go into it. He actually did. He got in some kind of serpent that had legs. Some, and uh, he started talking when a helpmate came out. Uh, out of this man and uh, this serpent started talking to this female helpmate about oh you don't really believe what God's telling you here's how deception and darkness works it challenges your beliefs challenges your concepts oh but look how pretty it is lust of the eyes it'll be good for food <coughs> 
lust of the flesh. It'll make you so bright, make you full of intelligence, light. You won't be ignorant. And that God, he's trying to keep something from you. So this ignorant helpmate took a bite. Nothing happened because she wasn't given the command. That's the soul. It was the spirit. It was man. So she passes it, sort of spiritually, to the spirit and say, Here, here, help, here, you're the king. Here, I picked this for you. Eat. This this serpent, this animal, but really inside, they didn't know because they were just naive babies. Said it would be okay. We'll be real smart. So Adam took a bite. This Holy Spirit, this governor, the light, gone. Death entered in. Separation from this God. Just like that it happened to this creature called Lucifer who got separated. And their DNA changed instantly. Satan knew he, if God wanted children, I'll have children. But they won't be children of light anymore. They'll be children of my darkness, my ignorance, and I'll control them through darkness. And they'll live in my kingdom and my land down here in darkness and ignorance. Just like Neo. Just like Helen. And I'll have my family. If you want a family, I'm going to get your family. I'm going to take what's rightfully yours and I'm going to jump your claim and I'm going to have them. And their DNA was actually changed and death, physical death, came in right there. Into the physical body, into the world, into the animals. And it was no longer a spirit. It was spiritual. But the spiritual now had fallen into darkness, into the shadow into that land with no light, married to, bonded with the soul, was now separated. So darkness is separated from the light. There's creatures that live in that light, darkness. And we learn later from this wonderful, sweet young rabbi named Jesus Christ that if you have darkness in you, which is ignorance, it can be a great light in you. It can be great and powerful. And it can rule you. And what is those that darkness? Is it thoughts? Yes. Is it ideas and concepts? Yes. Is it beliefs and faith? Yes. Well, I believe this. Boy, I believe that. And they clash. We see it all the time. Out in the world, okay, war is going on, light and dark, dark and light. And it goes on in here between the spirit, but for a long time, the spirit is in darkness himself. It's like Neil. You don't open your eyes. You went to sleep. You don't know anything. You're around the creatures of the night, those things of Satan that we learned in the Strongman book. They set up their kingdom in you. They become your boss, strong men in your life. They guide your soul. They guide your thoughts. They guide you to people. They teach you and train you spiritually and in your soul through college, through education, through
through business, through family, and they really hate you because you, the spirit part of us is what God wanted as children. They hate us. They're envious of us and jealous, so they can't get to this big guy because light will always dispel or push back the darkness. So they come to us ignorant humans that have been born into, live in darkness like Helen. They torture us, they abuse us, they misuse us, just like Neil. They lie to us and deceive us. And we stay plugged in and they hurt us because that's how, it's sort of a proxy war. We've all heard of that. They're trying to hurt this big guy, God, that kicked them out, wouldn't let them have what they wanted. So they said, we can't get to you, you're more powerful, but we'll hurt what you love. We'll hurt these children you wanted. We'll steal them from you, kidnap them from you. We'll abuse them, sell them, lie to them, deceive them. We'll put them in our kingdom. We'll let them get sick. We'll keep them ignorant about your healing. And we will hurt you. We'll stab you because we're stabbing them. It's a proxy war. So when they stab us, they know it hurts the heart of God. They can't get back up there. They know their end. It's a lake of fire. There is no help for them. They knew the truth. So they're fighting. They're angry. They're mad. They become darkness, perverse, the light, the glory they had. It's change. It's more fire. Uh, you can see that hate when you watch the Lord of the Rings. And you learn about there was a time when this Sauron, this dark lord, ruled the Middle Earth. And the people kicked him back, cut a ring off, cut a hand, and it disappeared. But that didn't end that dude's desires to rule Middle Earth again. And he slowly was rebuilding his army. That desire never went away. And it took a hobbit who didn't care about greed and pride and stuff to end it but he needed help so you learn a lot about these creatures and their hate and here's what they do oh if this god is wants to be inside of the spirit and build his kingdom there of light truth and love and joy then that's where we are supposed to be we'll take his place in there we'll claim them as our property our children we'll get them to do what we want done we'll defile them pervert them kill them eat them cut their hearts out lie to them because they're in our kingdom of darkness they're ignorant they can't they're just like them they don't know the truth they don't know. Sometimes their spirits are asleep. Sometimes when I'm teaching, I have people bring people whose spirits are lame, they are blind, they are deaf, they're in comas, their spirit now. And their friends bring them here. So they can lay under this word in this garden 
and the creatures of the garden they can the singing flowers will sing to they will feel this presence of agape love they'll feel this light shining on them they will bring their spirits just like we say when uh, we're trying to help people we will carry them to the doctors if we have to we'll put them in our cars we'll put them in wheelchairs to get them help same thing goes on in the spirit so the ancient darkness is from this guy it's ignorance and from that ignorance we are vulnerable as spirits and as souls to lies to deceptions to powers that overpower us let me, let me get my book again the strong man Let's see if I can find something here. Okay. We'll talk about the lying spirit. He's a spirit, a strong man of the kingdom of darkness, of ignorance. Let's see what it says. You can find him in the Old Testament of 2 Chronicles 18.22. He does strong deception flattery, superstitions, false prophecy, accusations, slander, lies, false teachers, gossip. And we have to learn that when we realize that we're trying to figure out and locate a person, are they talking to me out of their spirit is their spirit from the ancient kingdom of darkness or light? Or are they working out of their flesh? So it says that the kingdom of light brings truth. We're told also in uh, one of the four gospels, I don't ever memorize anything, that this young rabbi goes into the temple and he says, Look guys, I've come here to set you free. You're in slavery and in bondage. And the guys are working and go, we've never been in bondage to anybody. Now they were under Roman rulership. They'd been under the Greeks. They had been under bondage. They were in Egypt. He says, you don't understand. I'm not talking about your physical condition. I'm talking about your mental and your spirit. The only way those things can get free of this slavery and bondage is if you know the truth, if light comes in. Because it's only this truth and light that you grasp that can cut you free, break the chains. They didn't understand it. If you go back into the Old Testament, you'll read another story. This wonderful God, through powerful ways, freed his people through ten different powerful signs and wonders. I can get you out physically. Now they're out in the desert. But their minds, just like Neil, they kept thinking, Egypt, we've come out here to die. That's fear. You don't love us. This God doesn't love us. He brought us out here to kill us because there's no onions, no leeks, no milk. We don't have a place to live. He doesn't let us go back. So their minds were never changed. So what you learn in the Neil movies is his whole mindset was in bondage. 
He was a slave, and he didn't even know it. That's what in this hotel Morpheus is done. You're a slave, Neil. You're born into it, but you don't know that. You're controlled, your thoughts, your feelings. We see this a lot on a lot of your social media. Facebook got in trouble several years ago. I got the newspaper article. They ran some psychological post trying to determine if they could affect your feelings by what they put in your post so they could control how you feel, which are connected to your thoughts and your decision. They got caught with their britches down. And then they tried to explain that they were doing some psychological research, but they weren't. They were saying, can we hook you up to our matrix called the Facebook? Lie to you in the post, put lying ads, okay, block you, whatever we need to do, control your thinking, get you to bow to us, so you will get your drug of likes. You will get your pictures out, and I will force you to take whatever I want to put on there and expose you to it because humanity has a need to be liked and approved and communicate, and it becomes a drug and a bondage. And Facebook got caught and got in trouble for doing this, trying to provide a matrix of control through ads, posting, to change the way people view things, their perceptions. Comes in like a light to offer good things, just like the serpent. Here's the fruit. And then the darkness came. The enslavement came. Wasn't pretty for them. But because mankind is so desperately lonely for communication to be liked and accepted, to have their pictures out, people to say, oh, you look so pretty, you look... They are vulnerable people to smart people. So what happens is in the ancient kingdom of darkness, it is a kingdom with government, with creatures and things, spirits and powers, and it has goals. It's, it's the deep state behind the deep state. It has secret groups, okay, secret societies, and even behind that. It's ruling a lot of your nations and your governments and your leaders. It's manipulating the money to work on your lust of the flesh to get something. These creatures do not need earthly money. They want your worship. They want you serving their goals, which is against the kingdom, the ancient light. They want to keep you in darkness, ignorance, disorder, confusion, separated by topics, separated by race, separated by color, separated by uh, your religious, by religion. Anything to keep you disconnected, separated, filled with hate and anger towards humanity. Then they win. And they are happy because humanity, this one family, all the brothers and sisters of who we are, 
turn against each other. And we're like the Hatfields and the McCoys with each other. We all have red blood. There ain't no blue blood. Ain't no black blood. We're all red blood. We all got skin. We all got bones. We all got this. Okay? We all come through an egg and a sperm. You can do it in a Petri dish. You can do it in a womb. Okay? We are special, wonderful creatures. We have a soul. It has a mind. It thinks. We have a spirit. And what happens is ancient darkness wants to rule us through lies, through corruption, through ignorance, deception, bewitchment, spells, through words that travel the generations, through connections to the dark spiritual kingdom, maybe in the occult world, through forces, anything but connection to the ancient light and the father of lights. So in my journey, I had to study a lot of books. I'm going to show you a few of them that I had to read along with my strongman book. Okay. When we were starting to do deliverance on one lady, she grew up a multi-generational Satanist. I'm sitting on her foot in a deliverance session. And somebody said, put some oil on her hand on her insert. I go, what's an insert? Never heard of it. Didn't hear about inserts in mental health. In the strong man book, you didn't hear it. They said, you don't know? And I go, no. They said, go get this book. He came to set the captives free by Dr. Rebecca Brown. Excellent book. This is my original one. Started reading it about a lady coming out of Satanism, witchcraft. She gets deep into the spiritual stuff. And I think Dr. Rebecca Brown's still alive. She's much older now. And she met this. She was a medical doctor. She had a lot of problems. And uh, this was excellent. I read it through and through and through. She wrote some other books. Had to learn how to go to the courtroom and be a and present a case. So this was the second book that I really started reading. Another book that helped me was called Satan's Underground by Joanna Michelson. And it was about a woman's escape. Excellent. Still out there. Another one, this one is falling apart here. It was called War on Saints by Jesse Penrose. Almost a, a must read. And it talks about this war we're in against the darkness. The Robertsons wrote another book called Strong Man, it's His Name Too. Had a lot more questions and answers about things. It's also out there. This one here called Lucifer Dethroned by William and Sharon Schnobin. I'm not saying that right, Schnobin. Uh, he had been in Satanism, got into Mormonism. Talks about his story. Excellent. When I started working with children, I needed to learn how to do, uh, learn about ancient darkness in their life. Deliverance for children. I read it. I had another one called Ministering Deliverance, where I learned about germs and my power and authority because I'm a child of light. 
over the darkness. Another man I got in touch with was Gregory R. Reed. He had been born into multi-generational Satanists, came out, became a crime fighter, and this was his book, and it's titled Redeeming the Devil's Children, Teen Satanism. It is very popular. Uh, he's quite older now, but you can still find him. He's in El Paso. He wrote a lot of things called Orphans in the Storm. Excellent. It's hard reading. And then he wrote the Professional's Handbook on Occult Crimes. So I had to study crime, occult crimes. Then the latest one that's come out is with uh, called Satanic Ritual Abuse Exposed, Recovery of a Christian Survivor by Katie Holman. She's uh, head of ministry. She was a pastor. She's doing a lot of traveling now, a lot of teaching. So she's out there. If you get out and you check YouTube, you check Wikipedia, you will learn. These people are there. Psychic healings are there. Working from the kingdom of darkness, working with dark powers. Uh, witches are there. Uh, learning about spells, learning about words, the power of words, how to about these ancient ancestors. I was taking on a whole different thing. None of this was taught in mental health. I had to learn. I had to study ancient darkness. I had to learn. So I hope that many of you will do the same thing if you desire to, one, be free and get some healing in your life, but to help other people. Because it is here. It is ancient. It's not going away for a long time. Uh, but you can get people free. You can set their minds free, free through light. And um, sometimes you don't get their physical bodies free, but you can set their hearts free. Sometimes you get their physical body free, but their minds and their hearts are not free. But they look like it. And we all question it because we see people who are supposed to be very faith-based oriented. And they make statements and vote for things and believe things that don't look like that. And we go, what's going on? So we have to study. I'm going to talk to some of the people here because they want some healing. Yes, okay. Uh, I'm going to say a prayer. For all those people that have come in that are on their... They're lame, blind. I want to tell a story. It's called, She's Mine. I brought these two multi-generational Satanist young girls into my home about six months to a year. Both of them were seeing a psychologist who dealt with Satanism. One night, they well, they told me that according to psychological protocol, uh, there was going to be about a six or seven year before they get everything integrated, all the parts and the programs, they figure out where everything is. And they needed to come to therapy about three times a week. Well, very expensive. So God wanted me to tell her it wasn't going to take him that long. So one night at my kitchen table with a Christian brother there, we're sitting at the table, these two girls and I, and this one girl, when a little boy would poke 
come up out of her personnel. He'd stick his tongue out at me. So I knew he was up. That was his way of signaling to me, I'm here, talk to me. And I asked him, he was a little kid, maybe eight years old, would you like to go and play baseball and have fun and stuff? Yeah, I would. I never get to do that. Okay. So I just said, Father, could you take this one with you and let him go play? So he left. And then two girls start crying out of her mouth. I go, what's going on? Well, you took our brother away. You killed him. No, honey, I didn't. He just went off to play and be with Jesus. And he's quite fine. Don't you want to go? No, no, we can't leave Carrie. Like, who's Carrie? That's a, her right over there. Now, my eyes are closed. I'm seeing and She's laying on that slab. She's deaf. She's dumb. She's lame. She's blind. She can't move. And we ain't leaving her. She's our baby sister. And all of a sudden, up above me, I hear this. She's mine. It's this demonic thing out of the darkness who had created this Carrie. And whenever he wanted this young girl's body, she's about 21, 22, to lay on an altar and him do anything he wanted to, to the physical body, the spiritual body, he'd bring Carrie up. She can't move. She's lame, blind, deaf, and dumb. A Helen Keller, sort of. So I was determined, and so was this God of light. So I said, Father, your word says that you came in light and in agape love. You came to set the carries free. You came to heal the lame so they could walk. You came to set the blind so they could see. You came to heal their deafness so they could hear. Father, to show your love to this carry, get her up, carry, rise, and walk. This little created thing, her sisters get her, help her down off this altar. I said, do you guys all want to go and join your brother and play with you? Yes, yes. They all went. Where? Wherever he takes them. The next day, she wakes up. She gets up. She says, Pastor Deborah, yeah? I feel like running down the street. For the first time in my life, I feel free. I can run. So you go right ahead. You see, in Satanism and the occult and any darkness, they don't want you running. They don't want you leaving them. So they will spiritually in the spirit create things that will tie the little spirit and the mind down. You ain't free. You can't run. I control your movements. And when Carrie got healed, and the little, the one, two, three, four of them went off with Jesus, where? That ain't my business. This is his work. Her soul and spirit felt free. I can run. I can escape. Something's been freed in me that was not there before. 
So I'm going to say a prayer to these that are here. If you're watching this and you want some freedom like this little Carrie, you can have it. Father, all that came, the friends that brought them, they're loving people that brought others who are blind, deaf, dumb, and lame spiritually and have been bound for years in darkness and chains and locked behind dungeons and fed, have leprosy. They're crippled, can't walk spiritually. Father, shower down your agape love. Let it touch their spirits, bring life renewal and healing to them. Get them off the sick beds, the beds of infirmities, as you got Carrie off the altar. Take their hands and gently bring them into the kingdom of light. Father, they'll need a lot of restoration like Neo did. They've not used their eyes, their legs, their weak, Put morphuses in their life and trinities pour love into them. Rise, little ones. Rise and walk and see and hear. Father, put strength in their legs. Let their ears hear your light now, your voice. Let their eyes see your smile. Let their hearts feel your love being poured in. Father, do your work. These are your people. You went to the cross for. You gave everything you had. So you could give them. Everything. That you are. Rise them up father as kings. On the kingdom of light. Push back to darkness. In the name. Of agape love. And its son Christ Jesus. Stand. Open your eyes. Father, let the praise begin. Come back next time to the next video. You're starting to see deliverance at work. You're starting to see the victory that the kingdom of light, the ancient kingdom of light and its work has over the darkness. Enjoy, and I'll see you next time. Pastor Deborah, Gopi Love is here. www.gopilovesisheer.org. I'm on Twitter, YouTube channel, The Hidden Kingdoms. Be blessed when you watch this if you want that freedom. Just say, Yes, I do, and it's done. Love, Pastor Deborah.